Hey guys, welcome to In The Clear. I'm Connor Hickey. We have Chris Bollos and Paul Roberts here with me today. This is the first episode of our weekly NRL podcast where we're basically just going to talk about uh, you know, the, the stories, topics of the week. The NRL's um, never dull. There's always going to be something to talk about. Um, this week we're going to be talking the, who we think is going to be in the top eight and also you know some of the changes from... Uh, uh, to the teams that are going to be in round one um, that you know might look a little bit different from what we saw last year um, and just who we think we're going to be tipping to, to win the games this week. Um, so, Paul, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Good to see that we're going age before beauty, mate. Uh, thanks. Uh, look, I've, I've thumbed through a few uh, past stories last night in preparation for this. Um, including the times when I, I started off with the, the Daily Mirror and the Daily Telly, but um, they're old, old news, I suppose, but it is back to the future. I'm so bloody excited that we're kicking off with the league. Um, cannot wait. Um, for the last 20 years, I haven't been in hibernation after being with News Limited. I've been with Fairfax Media. Um, currently I'm the group managing editor for the suburban titles which include the likes of Fairfield Champion, uh, St George and Sutherland Shire Leader, the Hawkesbury Gazette and also uh, with the land as well. So uh, born and bred Sydney, really excited about this. Grew up in Cronulla. Cronulla High School uh, was the old alma mater but a St George supporter. So uh, last year hurt and hurt big. So uh, that's me, guys. Looking forward to it. And Chris? Yeah, well, I'm uh, born and raised in the Parramatta area, but I've uh, never actually supported Parramatta. Um, grew up supporting Penrith, um, courtesy of Greg Alexander and Brad Fittler, and then followed uh, Freddie across the Roosters. Um, but now I sort of just generally support the game and been covering it for the last, I don't know, 10 or so years for various Fairfax Media titles. Um, also pumped for this year. There's plenty of plenty of uh, questions that need to be answered across many teams, new coaches, new players, new styles. So I think we're going to have uh, plenty to talk about over the next year. And look, I, I, uh, I'm not born in Sydney. I was born in Adelaide, actually. Grew up in Canberra. Um, and I am the sports journalist out here at the Hawkesbury Gazette, which is uh, Fairfax Paper, which is where we're recording this today. Um, and I am going to alienate myself to about at least 50% of the fan base right now. So I support two teams. Um, I support actually one of them is the Seagulls as well. So I'm probably putting a massive target on my back, um, but also the Canberra Raiders. So I think that evens themselves out nicely. Um, Scumbag, Silvertails, and also the Underdog Raiders. Um, I grew up in Canberra, as I said, and a lot of my mates when I started getting into NRL said, you know, don't, don't support the Raiders. It's, you're just asking for trouble. Um, so I, I just I'd spent a, um, a bit of time in Manly um, on a holiday once actually one of the um, more fond memories of my time as a childhood um, so I was like alright they'll do um, but as I sort of became more and more of a fan of the game um, living in Canberra you can only go see the Canberra Raiders um, unless you want to make the trip up the up the road to the Hume Highway to Sydney so I you know I've, I've sort of become a, a Raiders fan as well so um, hoping for big things for them this year. Um, I, think but, I think they're in for a big year, though, right? Hopefully, they will be. Um, so let's let's kick it off. Um, Paul, 
your top eight. Um, we've we've seen it, but why don't you go go through it and <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mate. Um, just um, born in Adelaide, raised in Canberra. No wonder you need a bit of excitement, mate, and gone yeah. for somebody yeah. like Manly. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, here is the top eight, guys. We can end it here um, because this is the way they will finish in running order. Uh, Roosters, number one. North Queensland, Penrith, Melbourne. They're the top four. Manly, Souths, Brisbane, and the Dogs will scrape in at number eight. Right, what do you think of that, boys? So defend yourself Paul Manly and Souths I mean the top four like, you know that seems pretty pretty standard no Cronulla explain or Canberra oh geez guys he's up he's up where do you want me to start I'll start off with what I think might be the surprise packet and that is Manly I'm thinking Manly um, Cherry Evans number seven captain I'm thinking he's in for a big year Trevojevich brothers now, I think they'll end up playing for the Blues. I think they'll be two of the biggest stars of the year. And to be quite honest, having them in at number five, Manly, I'm almost, almost lured to put them in the top four. That's how convinced really? that I believe that they'll be the overachievers of the year. Um, your other questions were around Canberra and Sharks missing out. I think expectation, A, with, with, with the Sharks. I think expectation on the Sharks. As I say, I'm a Cronulla boy. Um, and um, it'll, it'll jolt a lot of people in the Shire, all my mates, uh, to say, can't see them backing up. And I think it began in the old blighty uh, last week. I think with Benny Barber out, I think there's, there's a lot of pressure Michael on Ennis those guys. And Michael Ennis... Um, star of the show and talking of the star of the show he's more he'll be more on tv than the training paddock everybody's got him on their on their tv stations uh, this year he does he 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 knows his stuff but i think expectation will beat them and i think canberra guys i think and i'm looking forward to seeing your top eights but i imagine they probably are in there but i think everybody's putting canberra in because they expect canberra to be in there now, there's a lot of pressure on Ricky Stewart and those boys to make that happen down there. Um, I'll be interested. If they don't fire in the first six rounds, they ain't going to make it. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on those. So, look, they're, they're, they're the top eight. That's how it'll finish. Um, obviously, if that happens, um, I probably should put a dollar on that and get 10000 back. Um but everybody's got their viewpoints, and at this time, the beautiful thing is, guys, nobody's wrong. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Chris? Um, yeah, I've gone similar with the Roosters finishing on top. I think they're going to bounce back this year. Um, I'll rattle off in order. Roosters, Penrith, Raiders, Cowboys, Storm, Rabbitohs, Warriors, and Titans. I guess a couple of things from my... I think the Raiders will make it. I think the Raiders... Um, uh, Croker missing the first month will be a blow, but I think Hodgson, Caesar, Austin, I think he's got too many points for a lot of the teams this year. I think they'll they'll be in the top four. Um, I've gone to the Warriors for one final time to make the eight. I can't see how they can have two of us, a Sheck, four, and Johnson and Luke and not beat 
half the teams in the competition. So I think they'll I've chucked them in. The Rabbitohs finished last year strong. I think they'll bounce back. Melbourne won't be as good as last year, but I think the big three, um, and I'm including Cameron Munster in that big three, will they'll be, be too clinical for some of the other teams. Um, I've left out some of the big teams, traditionally Brisbane and Canterbury and Manly. Um, I just don't think too many pressures at Brisbane, especially Ben Hunt leaving, uh, too many dramas, I think, up there. I think they'll see them on the slide, especially with Corey Parker missing. Canterbury, I see them in Manly challenging for the eight, but I'll, I'll put in the Titans ahead of them just because I think the Titans, with Hayne, a full preseason under his belt, the sign-in of Kevin Proctor and a few others, I think they'll be, they'll be sneaking at the bottom half of that eight. But I, I think it's the Roosters... Um, Roosters minor premiership. The only thing that's a big year for the Roosters with Mitchell Pearce back firing. And uh, they've got the depth. With, uh, they've got Connor Watson coming off the bench who has played the tournament in the nines. I think they've just got too many strike weapons for a lot of the teams. Do you guys both like the Roosters? I, I, just, I just can't see how they're not going to feature in the top four. I, I think they've got every avenue covered. They've got depth in the forwards, Hargraves, you know, Boyd Corden might, might captain New South Wales this year. They've, they've got every avenue covered and they've got with Kiri and Pierce and the Halves they've got a really good team yeah I, yeah. I, I agree um, great minds mate great minds I think Kiri and, and Pierce will be the half combination of the season um, I think they will set that um, back line on fire. They're a big back line. Um, Latrell Mitchell. Oh, yeah. I mean, how much class is there? And he's, he's I mean, and they're putting him back in the centres this year, freeze him up, and, you know, there'll be less running of his legs. I think, I honestly could see a repeat of the 2003 round final because I think Penrith, you know, just down the road, the Panthers, I think they're in for a big season too if they can, if their young halves step up, aim up, because they've got, you know, with Bryce Cartwright and Moylan. And with the addition of Tamo, I think they've got a team that can really be the back end of September. So I think there's, um, yeah, I think they're in for a big year too. So I might as well go through my... Well, just before you do, mate, I, I mean, he's a, he's a genius for tipping um, the Roosters to finish top, obviously agreeing with me. Um, the only good thing to come out of New Zealand is my wife, Karen. Um, <laughs> good to get a plug in. Good to get a plug in. Good, good to get a plug in. Yeah. Um, the oh. Warriors, mate. Honestly, if you had your last dollar, would you put it on them making the top eight? I, I really have Absolutely. my doubts. They oh, have I, promised so much. And, and people might be thinking, you've got Cronulla out and New Zealand in. How can that happen? I, I think the Warriors... As I said, they've got the New Zealand spine. They are missing Ben Madalino to start the season. That will be a big blow for them. But if their forwards can aim up for the first part of the season, Ryan Hoffman, Simon Mannering, Bodine Thompson, they've got a strong back row with a lot of experience. And I think if Foran can come back anywhere close to the player that he was, and Tuovasa Shek comes back from his ACL injury, half the player that he was two years ago, I think they'll have, especially in New Zealand, where they're going to be playing a lot in that 6 o'clock time slot on the Friday night, I think they're going to benefit from that and I think they're going to get off to a good start traditionally. They haven't usually, but I think they're going to get off to a good start, develop over origin period. As I said, I wouldn't put my last dollar on them. I would, the safe bet is the Sharks, but as a, with, you've, you've already mentioned before, no Ennis, no Barber. That, that's you know a, half of their spine gone. Gallon is a year older. He won't be playing 80 minutes this year. So I think they're not going to... They're not going to have the leadership, I don't think, to get him around the field. But that young Jaden Braley is will start at hooker, 
but I don't think it's his name, Michael Ennis. So I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna struggle early on, and yeah, I think yeah, it's, I think that's that's controversial, but I think I think the Warriors will sneak in. New really? Zealand also has a change of coach, which I mean, let's be honest, in the past few years, they they've always sort of promised a lot, but there's always quite a few questions over um, over coaching. Uh, did you need to get that, Paul? No, 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 all good, mate, all good. There's always somebody after me. Yeah, look, Kearney, um, Kearney's a good coach. Um, it has failed before Paramount. with Parramatta. Yeah, uh, Parramatta. Could argue he wasn't really set up to succeed at Parramatta with a pretty pretty average squad. Tr- true. I, I just, like, you make so many good points, guys, and, and, and the, the roster is amazing, but it has always been in the last five to ten years, and, and we know the game's played between the years. And that has been their failing. Can yeah. Kearney come and get them focused? I mean, foreign is the big question mark. Coming um, back after the first few rounds, he's he's been put in a put on the bench for the first few rounds by the NRL. Um, God knows why it's the first few rounds and with some nominal figure that they've decided. That's, that's a topic for another day. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a that's a head scratcher that we'll never probably get to the bottom of. Paramount yeah. fans are seething right now as we talk discuss this it's crazy it's crazy but I think you're right mate they have the roster it's between the years they are the they are the big um, asterisks in the comp absolutely now that you mentioned I wonder if Kearney uh, Kearney from uh, you know obviously a storm disciple of Craig Bellamy I wonder if Kieran Foran will actually have quite a good season under you know playing a bit of a more structured game than the Warriors are used to do you have them in your eight Connor no but I mean you, you, you just kind of never know with them do you it's also the New Zealand like the travelling to New Zealand factor is a big part like obviously they're a lot stronger at home but you'd think that you know coming across the ditch would be would kind of weaken them I generally speaking if the Warriors are at home and are against like the top four teams I generally tip them and if they're away I don't just because you never you sort of never know what you're going to get out of them um, and that's that's just sort of a lot I guess with the, the travel and stuff um, so my, my yeah, top eight is um, Melbourne, Penrith, Raiders, and then Titans. I've put it number four, partly through conviction, but partly just to you know create a bit of conversation. Um, and then bottom, oh, the last um, half of the top eight: Cowboys, Roosters, Broncos, Sharks. So I reckon I've got a pretty comprehensive. Yeah, well, you have obviously gone against us, but the Roosters have been down a bit further, and you've also got Cronulla in. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested about Melbourne. Melbourne is, as I think Gus Gould said, yeah, Father Time's undefeated. You know, I, yeah. I, are they one? I did like that quote. Yeah, actually. are they? Is this it? Can the big three step up again? They were so good last year. Uh, Billy Slater, if he comes back anywhere, anywhere close to what he was, you know, a few years ago, he's the X factor because if they can move Munster to five eight, they'll have Cronk and Smith. I think they'll be too smart for a lot of teams, but whether they can. Whether they can match it with some of the firepower with some of the other teams, with, especially with Tohu Harris out, Kevin Proctor gone, yep. um, I think it will take some time for a lot of the new players to learn the Craig Bellamy style. Um, but I think, I think, I think they'll definitely be there and thereabouts. I don't know about first. What do you reckon, Paul? It's an interesting one. Um, I've got them what fourth. Uh, minor premiers. I mean, you mentioned a couple of times a bloke by the name of and he doesn't actually take the field Craig Bellamy um, could probably get me out of retirement and make me a decent player um, 
And, you know, I, I hear that they're running Cameron Munster in training at 5'8". Um, so I think, I'm pretty sure he's named there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tottenham appears a pretty talented guy, you know, to fill in for Slater. And they'll obviously say it'll come back and they'll, they'll feed Tottenham appear back into the back line somewhere. Um, they're a quality team. Once again, they're... they're They've got that advantage, like the Warriors in a way, that they're out of Sydney. Um, that they they play obviously half their games down down in their own dung heap, and they're left alone. <laughs> and and they should win most of those games. Let's face it. If you were going to say how many games are they going to win, they might they might lose a couple of their home games. I mean that puts them up there already into the eight. You would think they lost five games all last year. Yeah. They lost five games all last season, so that's a big. Obviously, made the grand final. Obviously, made the grand final. They've got a and and Jesse Bromwich is a is a big player for them. As I said, I think depth wise, they don't have the depth in recent years in the forwards. So if they do cop any injuries, they'll be struggling. And also around Origin time, I think they will struggle. So making that first, they're usually pretty good first six or eight weeks, and they have to be this year because I think once Origin comes. I think they're going to lose a stretch of games over that orange period, which will put pressure on them. That's why that's why I've got them finishing in the middle of the top eight instead of towards the top like last year, because I think they'll struggle to cover for that depth. Yeah, well, I, I have faith in Craig Bellamy as you know, as someone who su- does support Manly and has hated the Storm for many years. Um, I've actually started to hate them less in recent years, but I just respect, like, you know, salary cap issues aside, that how many s- grand finals have the Storm made since they've... Um, too uh, bloody since, many, mate. Yeah, since the salary cap yeah. um, thing. So, I, you know, I trust that he'll, you know, may, maybe they won't be one, but I trust they'll be up there somewhere. I, I'm interested, mate, in your Titans. Um, yeah. You know, you've like, got those in the top four. You weren't convincing with your argument about putting them into the top four. Look, like I said, I'm not 100% convinced, but I mean, you know, every team that was in the top eight last year has got a few question marks over it. And the Titans are really one of the only ones, I think, that have definitely improved. Um, you know, Hayne is going to be at fullback now. They've got Kane Elgi back. Um, the only, I suppose the only question mark on the Titans is can their young props um, aim up? And that, you know, everybody... I mean, this was the question last year and they emphatically answered that, yeah, actually all their young players can aim up. Um, Ryan James was massive from yes, last year. I think, yeah. And with... And with Jared Wallace and Proctor joining, I think their I think yeah, their forward yeah. pack is is very much strong, much better. Outside back still a question mark. I don't two to five. I, I question their their credentials, especially Conrad Harrell. You're not sure what you're going to get. But LG's going to LG and Taylor if they can combine with Hayne. Peter's missing the first little bit, but I think I've got them in the eight just for that fact that their forward pack. If they stay, their one to seventeen is pretty good. The Titans, but outside that, they don't have a lot of depth. And that's that's a problem because that's, that's my. But again, concern. I, yeah, yeah, I suppose that was the question about them last year, and you know they I don't think they finished eighth last year and, and lost to the Broncos in what some probably, I didn't actually see that game, um, but I'm told there are quite a few questionable refereeing calls in that one. Not that refs ever cost the game, but um, I, yeah, I think if there were Titans fans, it probably would have been a little bit upset with the way that game turned out. Um, do we think that the Raiders? Losing Croker for the first few rounds is going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Who's yeah, going to, who's going to kick goals? Oh, I mean, says that. So he, he's he's actually pretty he's pretty Look, solid. Look, I I think him in the back line. I mean, how many times did did Croker come through with the 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 clutch try, the clutch tackle? He's an all round player, and and look, a lot of good judges 
uh, putting him in the or have him in the Blues team of the last few years or had him in the Blues team of the last few years. He just crimes, I think, for the Blues. Just never, never, never got a crack. Um, I think he's a big loss to them. Um, I think even his goal kicker. I think um, to have the two goal kickers in the team gives them a little bit of. Um, a little bit of flexibility as well, but mainly it's his play. I mean, he under the um, Craig under the high ball, even you know, he's not a giant of a fella, he's a fantastic. Can go up. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Oh, and, so, just, and the kick on effect because they have to move Whitehead to the centers this week to cover for him, so that that takes him out of the back row, which affects the whole rotation. And Junior Paulo's early suspended for the first week or two, so I think. As I said, they're, they're another team who their bench doesn't look as strong as it did last year with a few injuries to start the year. And you're right, it, I, I, the start is so important. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times so far. But if you can get off to a good start, you know, that first month of the competition, it sets you up. If, you, if you're 0-4, it's a long way back. If you're 1-5, it's a long way back. The Raiders were aided last year with, I think, one of the easiest schedules towards the back end of the season to get them into, what, did they finish, I think they finished second in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. The, I mean, I haven't looked at this. doesn't get much harder than Cowboys in North Queensland at the yeah. start, so and that's, I wonder if that's Sean, a tough start. Sean Fenson hasn't been named, but I, I wonder if he will, will end up playing for them. I actually interviewed Lachlan Coote this week because he's from out this way, and he, I interviewed him on Monday. He said he hadn't met Sean yet because he hadn't, he was meant to be arriving on Monday, so... Whether he gets well, he hasn't. With the new teams yesterday, you, so you name a squad of twenty-one on the Tuesday afternoon, and if you're not in that squad, you actually can't play really? on the weekend. So, that's, that's so you cool. have it's a the special exemptions from the NRL um, is the only way you're allowed. So it's a twenty-one squad named on Tuesday, then an hour uh, a day before the game it gets cut, cut to nineteen, and then an hour they got to get that seventeen out yeah, at right. nineteen. So Fenton hasn't been named in the twenty-one, so he's definitely not playing this week. But they. Yeah, they've, they've actually thrown in a bit of a smoke in named Winterstein on the wing. Who, yeah, who's who, apparently got a broken leg. Yeah, so he is out, but they've also, <laughs> na- they've also named three outside backs to cover for him, one of them being Ponga. So um, that's a bit of a smoke that Paul Green's thrown up straight away. So we interested to see how coaches manipulate that throughout the season and whether, you know, how they try and factor in and try and bring in a player back from injury. So that's another uh, another thing to keep an eye on. Well, look, we were going to move on to and go through the games in order, but since we've already started talking about the Cowboys Raiders, we want to just keep keep talking about the Cowboys Raiders. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because it's up in North Queensland, and I mean, two weeks ago I probably would have said the Raiders would would just get the edge, but I mean they've had a couple of team changes now. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm liking the Cowboys. How about you guys? Well, okay, Cowboys Raiders. I was just going to say when we were talking about the Raiders, Leilua and Rapana had such big, big seasons last year. I just wonder if they can repeat. Um, you know, you don't wish injury upon anybody, but more about form and more importantly than anything, um, the other team and being prepared for them. I don't know how you get prepared for Leilua being such a big puppy that he is, but, um, you know, they'll be ready for them this year. That won't surprise anyone. I don't think so. I don't think so. They're certainly, um, yeah, they've certainly promoted themselves well. Look, as far as the Cowboys and the Raiders, look, you know, I've got underlined there Jonathan Thurston. Um, he, he plays, they win in North Queensland. Um, the Raiders are going to struggle early. I think they play Cronulla in the second round. So um, are Raiders going to be 0-2? Don't know. We'll, we'll find out next week when we talk. But... I'd say Cowboys at home, 
um, and kick it off and um, start the worries for the Raiders for the year. I agree. I think the Cowboys are good things. I think they'll they're missing they'll miss Tamo and Hannah up front. But I think that as it stands now, Tamalolo should be playing eighty minutes this year. I think. I think Paul Graham would be crazy not to keep him out there for the full 80. And if he does, that will create more room for Thurston, Morgan and the like. I still think there's too many question marks about the Raiders, especially Austin and Caesar. Even though they are one year under the belt, I think they didn't play a lot last year together. And I think they will miss Junior Paulo, especially this week. And I think Kroger, as I've already mentioned, and Whitehead moving out to the centres limits his effectiveness out there. So I think... uh, Cowboys for me, and as it usually is, probably 13 plus. Uh, so we we might as well go to the. What do you reckon? Do you think Cowboys or Raiders? Yeah, 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 Cowboys. I think I think Raiders with a few injuries will definitely um, you know, impact them. But you know they they could surprise us. I mean they surprised a lot of people last year. Um, they do you know I suppose the loss of Croker is a big one, and it has seen it reshuffling the team, but. The, you know, the reason the Raiders did well last year is because they had talent everywhere on the field and, you know, they, they still do. Um, Josh Hodgson, um, their forwards are enormous. Like, you, you know, you look at Clay Priest starting at number eight. He, a lot of people haven't heard of him. He's good. He's really good. So um, are the bench forwards um, in Luke Bateman, even Jeff Lima and um, yeah, Tarpany from, yeah, from, from the Knights. Good. They all played fantastic last year. So, um, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders did, did have an upset, but I think the Cowboys will win. Um, and so, uh, by the time people are listening to this, it will probably be Thursday, but, um, so the game will be tonight for you guys, but Sharks-Broncos to, to kick off the season. Chris? Um, I, think, I think we're going to start with an upset to start the season. I'm, I'm tipping Brisbane in a very tight game. I think... They both travelled to England, so they're both going to be a little bit weary, and they both got touched up in England, to be fair. I think yeah, that, that was the, Bron- the Broncos will miss, as I said, they'll miss Corey Parker, but Josh Maguire moving back to lock, I think that will uh, strengthen them, their go forward. They'll give, it basically gives them three props on the field. Ben Hunt, it's going to be very interesting to see how he goes this year, signing with uh, Paul's Dragons for the next five years. If, if they get off to a poor start, will they look to move him on early? Um, Milford is playing for a contract um, whether he you know I read this morning that he's going to be given a license to Rome which can only be good for, for them and Darius Boyd with the C next to his name how will he perform but I think they will I think they will Cronulla will there will be so much hype in the Shire for round one I assume there will be a full house there but I think as I said expectation as Paul said they, I think they're going to struggle to handle the expectation and on a wet what promised to be a wet night in Sydney, I think Brisbane can get the chocolates just. Yeah, I think I agree, mate. Um, yeah, first of all, put Ben Hunt in cotton wool, will you, Wayne? Um, <laughs> just um, put him in cotton wool and save him for the for the Saints next year. Um, look, I think expectation again. They did get touched up in in England. Um, I still and I've, I've really there's a lot of hype around Jaden Braley. I wonder how Jaden Braley's feeling about now and the expectation put on him. Um, Michael Ennis, you know, was um, a seasoned campaigner, you know. Hate him or hate him, um, he was a damn good player. Um, I liked Michael Ennis, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jaden Braley has a lot of weight on his shoulders 
to direct that forward pack and get into dummy half and get that forward pack rolling. Um, you know, the likes of, you know, Matt Pryor and Fafida and, and can Matt Pryor have another big year like he did last year? Don't know. He was an average player for the Dragons, I can tell you. Um, and um, they turned in, into something, something quite good. But I, I think Wayne Bennett, factor. I think the back row, Thayday, Gillett, Josh Maguire, I think they can, I think they can get them by a try and um, Brisbane kick off with two competition points. I'm glad you mentioned that it was going to be wet um, because I, I think that actually favours the Sharks. Milford is a guy who uses lateral movement to create plays and it's much harder to do that when it's wet. And I mean, you look at the Sharks side, there's nobody really in there that does that. The only guy really who, who sort of does that is, is Andrew Fafita and he's a prop and so he, that's, you know, that doesn't matter. He doesn't move fast enough to, to um, bamboozle anybody. Um, you look at the Sharks as well, they've obviously lost Valentine Holmes and they've got Jared Beal at the back and they picked up Edric Lee from the Raiders with a, that salary cap. That was a late move. Yeah, yeah that was really weird. That was completely out of the blue. Um, they lost um, Lee and, and Fensum. Um, and I mean, you know, Braley, I guess, I, I've never seen him play, so I've got no idea how he's going to go. But I mean, you look at this, the team they've got, there's, he's the only rookie in there. The rest of them are all experienced veterans, or maybe Farmanu Brown if he if he does play in the number seventeen jersey. He's you know even he played a half yeah. season a few years ago. So um, yeah, the problem is there that he is the most inexperienced player. And he'll be touching the ball the most though. That, yeah. that, that's my only concern with him and whether he can how many minutes he plays and that sort of thing. But I, yeah, that's that's my main concern with him. But I hope he goes well. I hope he hope yeah, he, oh, he's the under twenties player of the year. So he's going to go well, but. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough start for him, I think. Yeah, so I, I think the um, the sharks will get a lot of a lot of go forward and be spurred on by the you know the, the home crowd singing their praises for finally um, delivering a premiership last year. Um, and as good as the Broncos, actually, I like I don't know if I had them in, the, in my age. I did, yeah. So um, I, I like the Broncos. A few people don't this year, but uh, you know, as good as they are, I think the sharks the sharks will cover them. And so I think that game is kicking off at eight pm. On, on the Thursday. I'm not sure if that's 8 p.m. rugby league time or 8 p.m. actual time. So it's pro- it'll probably be about 8:30. Well, apparently they just announced we'll go to the, to go to the second game that that six o'clock game on the Friday. Yeah, actually going to be yeah. six o'clock kickoff. So they yeah. Belmore, Canterbury, Melbourne, um, which is the traditionally tight game. Good luck at getting to Belmore it's, on a yeah, Friday night, mate, at 6 p.m. Well, that's the other thing, and there's a game on the road two hours later at, at Homebush, so that's the uh, scheduling night. That's a weird scheduling thing, yeah. I mean, it's cool that they're playing at Belmore, but 6 p.m., like, I mean, a lot of Sydney people probably wouldn't even be able to get home to watch, you know, because all the, the traffic and stuff to watch at a six, let alone actually get to the game. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I think it's, I think they said a lot of the games going to be in New Zealand, but there I think this is a big scheduling failure failure for the NRL. But having said that, I think they'll get a good crowd out there because it's round one. Bulldogs are pretty settled. Only really Bronco Lee and Carrot Holland coming. Yeah, that was odd. That, that was a bit odd. Like he Carrot Holland apparently is just a specialist centre. Um, yeah, I think they'll need to change a little bit on that on that on that edge because obviously the Morris boys will play together on the one edge, and Melbourne are pretty. Melbourne have got Felice Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich starting in the second row. I know Young Tonopia is starting; is named at fullback. But yeah, don't be surprised if Munster does play fullback, and they got Young Brody Croft to come into the halves, who they're grooming to take over Cronk. But um, how do you see this ball Friday night, Belmore? It's going to be a tight one with the weather, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. Um, look. You know, it's a flip of a coin. Um, I've got 
both these teams in my eight, they both can't win. I would suggest Storm. I think they might just have them. Um, I'm still not 100% convinced with the, the likes of Clamour and Cassiano and they're talking about those guys um, shedding a bit of weight to get a few more minutes out of them this year. I, I don't, I'm not fully convinced with that, James Graham included. Um, I think the Storm, yeah, you may, you may see um, Munster play fullback. Don't know if it's a red herring by Cameron Smith, who said that Tonamapuya has um, practiced all week at, uh, sorry, Cameron Munster's practiced all week at 5-8, so we'll, we'll wait and see. But I would say, um, hey, storm by a try in a real tight one, probably, you know, low scorer. I think the only certainty about this one is it will be pretty tight. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, again, if it's going to be wet, like that's whether that really, neither of these teams really is going to have an advantage over the other. I think in wet weather, they, they, they strike me as two teams that would be quite good if it if the ground gets a bit wet. So I'm going to say Canterbury, just because of the Belmore factor. There will be a few rabid... Actually, when I say a few, it'll probably be like, what what's the capacity there? About 15,000 or something like that? Yeah. Probably. Rabid Canterbury fans um, screaming at the referees to get, get penalties. So I reckon they'll probably get over in the end. Although... You know, they'll need Reynolds and Embiid to, to step up, which they, they didn't really do last year. Um, did you did you say your tip? Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm, I'm saying I think I'm going to go Bulldogs. Just, you know, I think a heavy track on Bel- at Belmore. I think it's a little bit more settled, which is strange to say when you're talking about Melbourne. But I think Bulldogs a little bit more settled, and I think they'll have a lot to prove after how they finished last year. So I think they'll sneak over in a tight one. Um, and then later that night... Um, Rabbits, Tigers. So I, I read the They're Robbie Farrer. Yeah, I read that um, the Rabbits were a bit annoyed that they aren't going to be playing the Roosters, um, and they are going to be playing the Tigers. But obviously, the NRL, in all their wisdom, thought this would be the best time to schedule those teams to play. Um, yeah, I wonder how fired up Robbie Farrer is going to be. Look, I don't know if he'll be fired up. I think the Tigers will be fired up. Um, Heard a little from, from Aaron Woods and a few of the boys this week, and um, they're ready to go. Um, will they hit him? Yeah, bloody oath they will. They'll hit him hard. Um, I think you'll find, though, it's not about Robbie Farrer over 80 minutes. Um, I think you'll see that um, Robbie Farrer conducting the play. I think the, the big out for me, guys, and this is the big out, Adam Reynolds, Oh, yeah, um, for the yeah. rabbits, um, I just don't know. Um, I'm backing the rabbits, but this is before you know. Thinking through the Adam Reynolds side of things, I'm going to go the rabbits. But um, to be quite honest, I have no confidence at all in this one. Um, it, it, it's once again a flip of the coin. Um, the rabbits can't really take anything out of their charity shield win over over the dragons. The dragons are awful. Um, they run sideways, and um, I, I'm thinking that uh, that Sam Burgess, Greg Inglis, Robbie Farrar, those guys will, will lead the way, and they'll get over the tides, but with no confidence. Yeah, it's funny that Farrar always played well against South when he was playing for the Tigers, so that they Tigers traditionally have a good record against Souths, but with with Robbie at the helm, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see. How they go without him. I'm tipping the Tigers um, because of the Adam Reynolds factor. And also, I think if Moses and Brooks and Tedesco can 
link up. If the forwards, it's all going to come obviously in, in the wet. If they can hold the ball and they can control South's forward pack, I think Tigers have too many points for them in the end, especially Tedesco on a wet track using his quick feet. Um, kicking games are going to be massive. Um, but yeah, I think Tigers will get up just for me. I, uh, I'm going to tip the Rabbits with a little bit more conviction than, than Paul. I think I look at the Tigers team and there are a lot of second rowers in there that, and you look at the Rabbits and there are a lot of big blokes in there and I think the big blokes will get over the, um, the smaller second rowers of the Tigers. Because I mean, you look, um, you know, uh, Elijah Taylor, number 13, he's not really a prop. He's an old, old school lock who tackles a lot. Um, and then Tim Grant's a prop. Alawai, I... Second row. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, often they interchange, but he played second row last year. Cheekham is a guy who pl- often switches between centre and, and second row, so he's obviously a second rower. And Joel Edwards is a is a sort of a journeyman front rower, so that, that puts him with four props to the Rabbitohs, who I think have six named. So, well, Jason Clark maybe not, so five. But still, I think the, um, I think the Rabbits will will be too big for the, the Tigers. Yeah. And first up on uh, Super Saturday will be Dragons versus Penrith at Cogra. Um, for St. George, Josh McCrone gets the halfback jersey and he's playing behind or playing to a structure that, as Paul said, has been lacking points. And Penrith just looked to have the goods with plenty of talent across the board, especially Tamari Martin joining Cleary in the halves, moving Cartwright back to the back row, which will only strengthen them, I think. Paul, Penrith, by how many? Uh, yeah, mate, exactly. I mean, look, if, if we're playing side-to-side football from sideline to sideline, St George would probably win it. Um, the only saving grace for Saints on Saturday will be, once again, the wet track. They play well on a wet field because well, so, it, yeah, it levels it up. Built for it, isn't it, it? Yeah, it levels it up. And they are best playing through the middle third. And if they try to spin it wide, they go crab-like sideways and they're easy targets. Um, Unfortunately for the boys, they come up against the Panthers and I'm looking through that. My God, you know, it's like they lose two of their stars and they get um, Farah and Hiku on the wings. Yeah, two New Zealand internationals. Two internationals. So, I mean, then they've got... um, Matt Moyle and Nathan Cleary, Bryce Cartwright, uh, Trent Merrin, an old boy of the, the Saints. Um, it's it's good night, St George. And it's Panthers won't. I think it's a 1-12 game because of the wet. Yeah. But definitely Panthers, guys. Yeah, I um, I think the Panthers are just better team. Sorry, Dragons fans, but yeah, I think there's no... The Dragons just can't score points. Something's going to have to dramatically change for them to, to win this game. Especially Nathan Cleary. Oh, Nathan Cleary is a lot of pressure in this year because they are expected to be a top four team. So there's a lot of second year syndrome. If he can avoid that, and you know, he gets a lot of help from Moylan. And I think if Tamo can... Tamo look good in the nines, he look fit. So if he can if he can get off to a strong start to the year, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to go against Paul. I think this is going to be 13 plus and it could be a long start to the year for the Dragons. Could be right, mate. It's going to be a long year for Mary and the, and the boys. I know that. Also, just as an aside, I, I don't know about you guys, but I 100% understand why Josh Dugan or Mary McGregor wants to play Josh Dugan at centre. He's not a great... 
it's not that he's a bad fullback, but it's just on those back, sweeping backline moves where a lot of teams score tries. He almost always runs it, yeah, doesn't, or just takes the wrong option, and they don't score a lot of points. It's a tough one because when he does play fullback, he carries the ball, you know, two hundred meters plus almost every time. And if you chuck him in the centres, if he doesn't get the quality ball, especially with the halves, he's not in the game at all. So it's a catch twenty two. Do you play him in the centres where he can be destructive, or you play him at fullback? And he can make a lot of meters, but then again, he's not passing. You know, doesn't utilize his outside backs as much. It's a it's a tough situation, and that's why there has been rumors, I guess, that they're trying to move him on, especially with someone like Tedesco in the open market. It's it'd be crazy not to put you throw your hat into the ring, I guess. Yeah. Look, just finally on Saints, and sorry to bore you with this, guys, but um, you know, McInnes is a is a good get for us. Um, the biggest problem isn't Dugan, it's um, it's your halves. Oh, definitely not. Um, I wasn't suggesting that. No, it, but to, to, for Mary to appoint Josh McCrone first up, um, bloke by the name of Jai Field in the team, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough, um, let's put him in, give him a go. I mean, they He's did that. With, 17. It, it, he is, but I mean, they did that with Cherry Evans, you know, a fair few years ago now, but, um, you know, just launched him in and he was good enough and I truly believe we're at the point at, at the Dragons where you've got to give these guys a go um, and get some planning in, in place for the next few years otherwise um, at least just see if he's got it yeah exactly exactly I'm sure at some stage during the year they'll have to go to him um, moving on we've already covered the Cowboys and the Raiders so Titans uh, and the Roosters on 9pm, I assume that's that's Queensland time, um, on Saturday night. Who have we got? Yeah, okay. Let's kick it off. Um, well, look, Roosters, Roosters, name them number one. Kiri Pierce um, in the halves. They've got plenty of strike power. I, I'm not 100% convinced, guys, with Jared Hayne yet. I'm just not convinced. Um, I am convinced that Ash Taylor and Kane Elgie are probably the second best um, halves combination in the competition, to be honest. So it's going to be a real ripper of a game, I think. I'm hoping, I don't know what the, what the weather forecast is up that way, but I'm hoping it's a dry track because I think we could see plenty of points yeah, scored. Yeah, that would be good. It'd be a, I think it shapes as the game of the, of the round. Um, but I think with, you know, look at the Roosters, Napa, Cordner, Mitch Orbison, Guerra. I mean, how's that for your, you know, for your back row? And then you've got a bloke by the name of Wahira Hargraves to, to step in and, and add some muscle. I just think they're too good for the Titans and I think they'll kick off with two points on Saturday night. Yeah, I agree. I, especially if Kiri and Pierce can gel like they, you know, reports that they've had a really good off season together. If they can, if they can work, find their groove early, I think they'll have too much firepower for Gold Coast, especially with Hayne under an injury cloud, Titans suffering a whole heap of injuries. That 17 or 21 they've named, is yeah, that, that's basically all the players they got available to them. You know, with, especially with Pete's out, I'm interested to see how Jared Wallace goes up front. I think he's going to be a good buy for them. Um, he's going to, I think he's due to play a lot of minutes. Him and Ryan James up front, and with Kevin Proctor. It'd be interesting, and again, interesting to see how he goes without Cooper Cronk feeding him into the holes this year. Whether yeah, whether Taylor can do the same thing. So, but for mine, Roosters. Yeah, this is a real coin flip. I'm uh, I'm going to tip the Roosters just because I think they're a little bit more of a settled side. The Titans have obviously got not necessarily a lot of new faces. Well, they do have a few new faces, but a lot of players 
playing in positions where they might not have played last year. So I think I'll, I think I'll go the Roosters. Um, but yeah, it should it should be a crack game actually. Yeah. Um, and we kick off Sunday with my Warriors and the Knights at uh, Mount Smart. That Good luck. Oh, well, actually, there'll probably be a lot of points scored if if you're a Warriors. I fan, think there so. should be plenty of points scored, and I, you know, I. I'm. I want the Knights to have a good year. You know, I think they're. You know, I think there's a lot of fans in the Hunter that had a, had a couple of tough years, and I. I think they will have a better year, especially with Mitch Barnett, Jamie Bura, and Matauti in the second row. I think that. I think their back row is strong this year, and Hodkinson, if he can, guide them around the park, I think they will. I think they will have a better year, better than one win. I think hopefully, and they've got a, there's a good a chance anyone to knock off the Warriors over there. But, Paul, how do you say it? Look, it's it's got to be the Warriors. Um, looking through the Knights team, it, it, it's it's A grade sprinkled with a little bit of NRL, to be quite honest. Um, struggling to pronounce some of the names in there, so um, I just can't see them going over there and coming away with two points. I don't think the Warriors, as I said, don't think the Warriors are in for that good a season. But if they can't knock over the Knights, there's something um, yeah systemically wrong. So. Yeah, Warriors, Warriors to win and comfortably. Yeah, I think Warriors. I mean, I can't see the Knights pulling an upset, so Warriors will win this one. Um, final game. Manly Seagulls versus Parramatta Eels at Brookvale Oval. A lot of Lanes. A lot of Lanes. That's a lot of Lanes. That is absolutely a disgusting name. I mean, they really shouldn't have done that. It's the way of the world, I guess. Yeah. Now. I mean, I got 300 it. smiles. It's, yeah, it's yeah, so that's all right, you know, like it's lotto land. Like, it's just, it, it's ludicrous. Yeah, it's money. That's Are what you it is. getting a dollar for every time you mention lotto, lotto land? Oh, what do I say, Brookvale Oval first? I, did, I didn't want to call it, but since you guys brought it up, it's a terrible name. I know that. I know that's how corporate deals work and stuff. And I don't what lotto land. I guess it's a. Who knows? You're giving a dollar for a play. Yeah, no? I, I honestly have no idea what the company does. Um, but yeah, that's a terrible name. Um, e- Seagulls, Eels. That's a. It's actually an interesting one to start the week. Uh, no Monday, Monday, Monday night footy. So this will be yeah. Sunday afternoon's it now. That's right. Okay. Well, I'll kick it off, guys. Um, it's the old. Uh, it's the old Silver Tails Fibros, isn't it? To kick it off at Lotto Land, Chick Ching. Um, look, I think you'd have to go Manly at uh, north of the harbour there. Um, as I said, I expect the Seagulls to go well this year and um, to kick it off with the Eels. I'm not convinced by the Eels. I think um, I think they've got a, a fair road ahead, to be honest, to get back on track. And I know they've got some strike power out wide just looking through that back line. Um, you know, including Radraja and um, Josh Hoffman and Bevan French and, and, and Gutherson's an interesting one at 5'8 to, to run the show with Norman. But um, I just think Manly are in for a big year. Trevojevic is the one player I haven't mentioned who I am rapt to see um, have a big year. Not that I'm a Manly fan, but uh, Curtis Sirenen. I think he can really star in um, that back row at Lotto Land, and I expect Manly to Manly to beat the Eels and and kick the season off with a win. Yeah, this is another flip of the coin job for me. Like a lot of the games, I think, as you said, I think a lot of pressure is on Corey Norman this year. He's he proved last year that he's in the top echelon of playmakers, and a lot will fall on his shoulder with Gutherson at five eight, who doesn't possess that strong of a kicking game. Um, 
a lot will fall on his shoulders. I think he's also going to be doing the goal kicking as well. So a lot will fall on his shoulders. Um, I think at Brookvale, the, with, with the Trebojevic boys, you know, settled and Cherry Evans, I think he's going to be in for a big year with Blake Green alongside him, taking a lot of pressure off. I think essentially, if, I think the forwards sort of cancel each other out, but I think Blake Green will take that pressure to allow Cherry Evans to roam free. And I think they'll, um, I think they'll sneak home. Yeah, I really have no idea who's going to win this game, but I will say the Seagulls at home. But the one thing with the Seagulls, because they've got this Brett Stewart and uh, Steve Maddai not playing, but probably going to count against the salary cap. If the Seagulls have one or two injuries, their season I think will derail really quickly because it's about a million dollars of a, I think a six and a half million dollar salary cap. So they'll be fine until injuries start creeping up on them. Uh, and since they haven't really got any injuries at the moment, I think I'll go with the Seagulls. But, I mean, again, I, you know, Brad Arthur's clearly proven that he's a good coach. The Eels side, you know, obviously not as good as it started the season last year for salary cap reasons. But, but at least uh, they're under the salary cap this year. Well, you'd think so. We, we have. We, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd think so. Um, but, you know, they've got Case of Pritchard at, at number nine. Bevan French at fullback, so he, he will play fullback. And yeah, Gutherson at 5'8". I don't know, he, he, did, he did all right last year, so you know he could, he could continue. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll go to Seagulls just because of the Brookvale level factor. And I think that uh, that's, that's it for, for this week, guys. So um, we're looking forward to the start of the NRL season, and we'll, we'll catch you guys all. We have one final thought. Oh, sorry, yes. One Seven. final thought. Yeah, let's go final thought. Do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, if you like. Um, look. As I say, before the before the kickoff, um, anything's possible. Um, let me throw this one at you: uh, Mitch Pearce to win the Dalian in seventeen, and wow. um, really turn it around from a let's just call it a dog of a year in sixteen. <laughs> I'll leave that there. But I think my final thought is: I think this could be the lowest scoring opening rounds in history of the NRL. There's, cool. there's four games to start in New South Wales, which is going to be very wet. Then you've got one game in North Queensland, which traditionally ball hand- and in, on the Gold Coast, where ball handling is traditionally hard early on. And then you finish off at Brookvale, where it's going to be a bog. So there's not, not many points scored there. So I think outside the Warriors-Newcastle game, I think um, it could be the lowest scoring round to open up in yeah. NRL history. Go unders then. Uh, go unders. <laughs> go unders. I um it, I'm just going to be honest here. It took me about three seconds to get your, your Mitchell Pierce joke there. So, um, I will say I think the tit- Titans surprised everyone last year. I think they continue to surprise people again this year, um, and that'll do it. So thanks, 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 boys. Thank you. Thank you.